It's time for nerd talk. It's time for dork talk. It's time for real talk. It's time for the coolest podcast ever. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. Hey, it's showtime. This is what I live for. All things nerdy. Hey there. What is up? Good news, bad news. Good news first. All right. Good news. Here I am. The second episode of the week, as promised. Bad news. I only hope this show does much, much better in numbers compared to the last one earlier this week because the show is coming off the worst rated episode ever. For a few days there, it was at zero hits. Of course, there's never been an episode where it's been zero hits. It was close to the beginning, but as the days went by, this sucker did better in numbers. And the last time I checked, we made it up all the way to... One hit, one hit, one person listened, maybe they didn't even listen, maybe it was an accidental click. Somebody put me on suicide watch. Life is empty. I've got nothing else to live for. That's not true. Because E3 just happened and I got over that one hit fiasco really quickly. Yeah, let's not mess around here. There were a ton of things shown at E3 that will definitely make life worth living for, but let's not kid ourselves. There's one thing I've been living for and waiting for, and it's coming. There were a bunch of filler stuff there, and then the Final Fantasy VII Remake was announced. It's happening. I've waited so long. How about you? You must be excited about this thing too. Seems like everyone is. If you're remotely into nerd culture, You're excited about this. I know it. Like, no one saw this thing coming. Because for years, Square was trolling us. You know, just a few months ago, they did the Final Fantasy VII is coming back to the PS4. And everybody thought, oh my god, it's time for the remake. And then it was just a stupid port to PC. So, nobody saw this coming. We'd all given up on this sucker. But, out of the blue, the craziest trailer dropped... And from that moment on, it was frack everything else. None of it matters. Final Fantasy VII, the remake is on its way. The Kenny Ho Show, episode 46, will cover the Final Fantasy VII remake and nothing else. It's showtime. Let's go. I've talked about this thing so many times in my life, and even on the show, you've heard it a handful of times. Wasn't there, I think, one of the episodes I did a retro look back on Advent Children? If you've been listening to the show, you know I love this property. The original was a masterpiece, but to be fair, if you look at it, if you play it now, it just doesn't hold up. It doesn't age well graphically. The gameplay is still solid. It's still got a great story there. But it's just not pleasant to look at. It's like it's like talking to a girl who's got a great personality, but she's as ugly as a mule, so you'll never date her. 
that's what it's like to play the original Final Fantasy almost 20 years later. No, that's not fair. Final Fantasy's still awesome, and talking to Ugo Chicks is just not an interest of mine. But granted, with a remake, you run the risk of going the other way. You have, and this I've definitely lived, talking to babes who are gorgeous but are hollow on the inside. They've got no personality to them. Given the choice, I'm taking that, but when it comes to video games, I'll go the other way. But I digress. Final Fantasy VII hasn't aged well graphically. Although the cutscenes are still pretty good, they're stunning at the time, and even if you look at it now, I'm like, that's cool. They pass. They're better than some indie games, actually. But still, overall, the character models and the backgrounds, they're just not up to snuff anymore. In fact, I've been waiting to play this game again. I've been waiting for the Steam sale to get it so I could mod it so it looks a lot better. But then I looked into modding, and it turns out modding is not easy. It's quite difficult. I may be a nerd, but I'm more like uh, reading comic books and playing video games and not like basically hacking into a game and changing it type of nerd. Much to the disappointment of my parents. But you know what's kind of funny? Like, I kid you not, like the other day, as I said, I was waiting for the Steam sale and the Steam sale is upon us. So I looked into, okay, how do I mod? Because I really want to play FF7 again, but it's just not up to snuff. I need it to look better. And it turned out to be beyond my comprehension and skill set to do. So I'm like, oh, crap. I guess I'll just have to wait until the remake gets made. But that day may never come. And I kid you not, the same night, and my brother comes from his room over to mine, and he comes up to me with a smile on his face, and he's like, and all he says was, FF7 Remake. I'm are you freaking kidding me? I, I, I think there's a god. Let's look at this trailer that restored my faith in faith, in religion. Hallelujah! Praise to Jeebus! YouTube it so you can see it too. The Final Fantasy Remake Announcement Trailer. <laughs> Like, I'm just gonna keep quiet. Nah, that's not true. I'll, I'll talk a bit over it. Long ago, we looked upon a foreboding sky. The memory of the star that threatened all burns eternal in our hearts. Like, if you look at it, if you didn't know what to expect, you might not be able to put two and two together. Like, I already wake, knew what this was, so I couldn't tell you. Like, if I'd been watching live or something, I might not be able to pick up on this. Yet with each like, with the knowledge of hindsight, of course I can. Look at the buildings. It looks like Midgar and Advent Children. And the music, very familiar. That's and if you're familiar with the soundtrack, of course, yeah. again, it's a dead giveaway, Perhaps but it, it, sounds like, it sounds like Jaws, kind of, right? And if you listen gone, closely enough, now words like reunion and promise, are your huge keywords in the, the Final Fantasy VII world, maybe you see it coming, it but once fear. I switch to this music, but this iconic breaks, music, boom, I still get goosebumps. For they are coming back. And then you see Barrett's gun, the promise and cloud sword, the back of his head. And the thing that really gets me, like, second wave of goosebumps is... Right here in the remake. And the video I watched originally, they had cheering in it, and I'm like, God. The energy, oh, I'm So happy it's coming. So I'm gonna briefly go over, kinda... 
what I know about the game, and then like a big huge wish list. Like, as you saw there at the end of the trailer, it's a PlayStation 4 exclusive for a bit. It'll be a timed exclusive, probably like six months. But Square Enix had said in the past it would be way too expensive to even contemplate doing a new FF7. So now the fact that they're doing it, there's no way in hell they're going to put this thing on one system. This game's probably going to cost them as much as like a big blockbuster movie might cost. Upwards of maybe $150 million. So they're going to need every single system firing on all cylinders to make the money back. But I'm sure with an exclusive, a timed exclusive, Sony's gonna foot the bill for a few things to make this happen. There's no release date for it yet. They said it's really early in the process. I don't know how early. Hopefully it's not like they started last month, but looking at the details and how gorgeous it is, and I'm sure, you know, a script had to be worked on, maybe multiple, I'm assuming multiple copies of a script, and, you know, what new ideas they're going with this thing. I wouldn't be surprised if they've been working on it for the past three years. But with Final Fantasy XV still being worked on, I kind of doubt it. I'm assuming maybe six months, maybe a year, they've had a small team work on this sucker. So it's going to be a while. They're saying 2017, because it came out in 1997, will be the 20th anniversary. And that would be a perfect time to release it. I hope so. That's a long time away, but it's better than what I've also read. Some people saying, hey, maybe the 25th anniversary. Let's not go there. I'm okay with 2017. It's not like Fallout 4, where of course that's coming out this November. But look how many years it took for them to announce it to get to that point. But maybe on that note, it took forever for these cats to announce this. Maybe they're further along the process than we know or think, or at least we hope. 2017. It's possible. And the most exciting news is the wording. Final Fantasy VII will be a remake, not a remaster. Meaning, it's not going to be the exact same game, but with cosmetic upgrades, meaning updated graphics and updated uh, sound soundtrack and the music which to me is the more exciting way to go the remake is the way to go because if it's exactly the same thing you know what's coming next and to me it's better for it to not be predictable like if you look at the movie Watchmen, that was a shot by shot comic to movie adaptation and that got mixed reviews you know that's certainly one way to go about it i mean that was very early on in comic book movies and they went with that route i don't think anyone will ever go that route again but that's one way to do it but uh, let's actually do that let's look at movies as the comparison because movies as we know we got tons of remakes this is the age of remakes and reboots so if you look at something like robocop and you know total recall which are remakes they are not the same movie as the original they simply use the same characters but tell a completely different story. And it sounds like that's what they're going to do with Final Fantasy Remake. And I love it. That's the way I want it to be. Originally, I thought, hey, do nothing, just do the cosmetic upgrades. But now that I think about it more and more, it's way more exciting to think that this is going to be a completely new game. Because if you think about it, look at, because they did the compilation of Final Fantasy VII, they have all the new prequel stuff and sequel stuff that they can take into consideration. They should redo this game with those properties in mind, that everything flows together, everything fits together... You know, I never bought any of the prequel games because, you know, they're on fo- they were on phones and PSP, which I never owned. So to me, it's not like if anybody shows up, oh, shit, you know, it's that guy. I'll probably recognize them because, you know, I looked into all this stuff. Yeah, but it would be cool to have some of those characters who are still alive play a part in this story. 
you know, now that Zach was in the Fairchild or whatever, Fairweather, I don't know. Uh, now that Zach has a bigger part in the overall mythos and his story has been fleshed out, maybe, you know, allude to him a bit more because everybody knows it's no secret anymore. Everybody knows Zach. So have him part of the story more. Oh, and what would be really great is because I never played those games on the phones and the PSP. They should have it on disc. Let's face it, at this point, you can charge me like $150 for this game and I'll buy it. But if you're going to charge me that much, have a little extra content. Or I guess you can make more money by remastering those properties and doing it on the PS4. Because I'm so there. And that's just with the prequel stuff. And then there's that sequel stuff that happens. And they should hint to that stuff. They should hint to, you know, those cats, Kadaj, and all those guys in Advent Children. Granted, they kind of do because, I mean, those guys are just based off a concept that was built in 7 anyway. And the Dirge of Cerberus stuff, I believe that organization was built because of the events of Final Fantasy VII. But who knows? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. But if there's a way they could drop an Easter egg and hint to that, yeah, I think that would be great fan service. What I really want from this game, even though I want the remake, I want it to be different, I do want a lot of familiar things. Like Chocobos and the Gold Saucer. I want all the same limit breaks. I want the same weapons, the same materia, but of course I'm totally open to like more and innovative stuff. I guess they can get rid of the redundant stuff. Because I remember there were a couple swords that by the time I got to them, they were completely useless. So maybe space that out a bit more strategically. You know, I really want them to play up that love triangle more. I hate love triangles, or at least I hated love triangles, but as I grow older, I find the merit in them in telling a story. And I seriously want Cloud to be able to, you know, be with Eris or Tifa for just a bit. Again, the problem here is we have sequels that it wouldn't make sense for them to be together because later on, even in Advent Children, Tifa and Cloud aren't together yet. But here's the thing. A remake opens up the door for so many possibilities. Like, as I just said, you know, the sequels hinder what you could possibly do unless those things are no longer canon. Uh, if you can take Dirge of Cerberus and Advent Children and say, hey, these things are no longer canon, because they are still thinking up a title. So maybe, to me, that means there's a possibility the new title alludes to this being its own thing, like the original and the compilation stuff. That's all canon within themselves. But this Final Fantasy VII starts a new one, not tied to any of the old stuff. And this could potentially happen because actually I was reading the forums. I've been reading the forums nonstop because I love what people have to say about this new game. And I can't get enough of this new game. And this person, he or she, said that this game could be viewed as Final Fantasy 16 because Square Enix is doing a, you know, from scratch build of this game. So if you look at it and think about it, it is completely a new game. It's not, you know, polishing up some old game. They're starting from scratch. And instead of running the risks of a new Final Fantasy, which people could hate, they are playing it safe with a property people love and will make money, and that we should expect a Final Fantasy 7, 2, and 3, which got me thinking, yes! I hope they go this route. And if they go this route, they could go one of two ways. They could have these games come after Dirge of Cerberus and Advent Children. Or you get rid of those completely and do a sequel based on whatever you decide to do with this new game. Like the one thing that I think any Final Fantasy VII fan is thinking at this point, do you keep in Eris dying? Because in the original, her dying was huge. You know, it made the fight more personal it pissed me off it made me want to go get revenge on sifidota 
And if you look at it, it was very, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I know the original creator was a huge fan of Star Wars. Wedge and Biggs, of course, uh, characters from Star Wars. And Nanaki is Anakin spelt, not backwards, but if you take the letters, it can spell Anakin. So Eris dying was very Obi-Wan Kenobi. She became more powerful than Sephiroth could ever imagine. And that plays into later, but in the original game, you were supposed to be able to revive her. And maybe in this new canon, particularly if they do end up doing multiple sequels, have her live. Have her in multiple games. Because if you're doing sequels, she'd be more valuable to you alive than as a Jedi ghost. Unless they go the route of Jedi ghost. But if she's just kind of uh, in the live stream, no, I think she's more useful on your party. But even if they go with just one ending, as a service to fans, because I know there's a lot of fans who want her back, they should have multiple endings. And if you want to bring her back, you have to play it in a certain way. And in one of the endings, she's revived. They don't have to consider that canon. Just do it for the fans who would love for something like that to happen. And speaking of multiple endings, the original didn't have multiple endings. Even when you got Vincent and Yuffie, they were not in the original ending. Bare minimum, Square Enix have three endings. One if you have both of them in it. One if you have... Actually, you'd have to have four, wouldn't you? You'd have to have one where you get neither, one with both, one with either or. So that's four new endings. I expect that much. At least, right? But in a perfect world, unless this would delay it by 10 freaking years, then let's not do it. But I would love a Chrono Trigger type of situation where you have many, many endings. Everything you do potentially creates a different outcome. And I think because since the original game came out, choices and consequences have become a thing in video games. Look at Mass Effect. Actually, let's not look at Mass Effect because there was that one ending in different colors. But every choice you make matters. And it'd be cool for... Final Fantasy VII, this remake to adopt that. I'm just looking forward to this game. And there's one thing that was interesting to me that I looked, um, that I saw on Twitter. Someone said Final Fantasy would bankrupt Square Enix. I'm like, are you freaking crazy? They've had a long time. They've, they've had at least five or six years to talk about it and think about it and do the math. If they didn't think they could make money, believe me, they wouldn't do it. And Sony's got a vested interest in this. They want to sell more PlayStation 4s. So I'm sure they've sunk in considerable resources to help this go come along. And people are like, Final Fantasy 15 took like 10 years or whatever. Well, here's the thing. Final Fantasy 7, the remake, will have the benefit of their new engine, the Luminous engine, which, from what I remember, makes games of higher quality quicker and cheaper. And as much as I hate it, as far as making money or losing money is concerned, we are in the age of day one DLC, pre-order DLCs, pre-order bonuses. If they really needed to make money, if if they really feared at the end of the day they weren't going to make money, they can always go that route. I'd hate it, but they could do it because this is an old school game. Problem is, we're in a new school business model. But honestly, whatever you want, Square. Shy of it being like in-game where I'd have to spend hundreds of dollars, like a pay-to-win type of thing. If it's just another like 50 bucks in DLC, I'll friggin' do it. I'm pretty sure they're gonna make some money on this. And I'm hoping they can make that money pretty soon by releasing it no later than 2017. If they could do it holiday 2016, I'd be even happier. But that's not likely. But hopefully this Luminous system honestly speeds things up. How many ever folds it needs to to get me this game sooner rather than later. 
I'm changing my ways, I'm changing my diet, I'm changing my lifestyle strictly so I do not die before this game comes out. Seven pounds of french fries or Final Fantasy 7? Final Fantasy 7 all the way. Well that's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Kenny Ho Show. Or maybe you're not listening because one person listened to maybe listened to it last time. And if you've tuned in and stayed for the whole thing, awesome. Great. Thank you. But honestly, in the future, I'm just going to screw around. Like, I'm going to announce, you know, The Kenny Ho Show will cover and just name a bunch of things, but like deliver on half of it and see if anybody even notices. Like, there'll just be like 10 minutes of silence you know, the, the Miley intro will play, but then there will be no story. And I wonder if anybody will notice. I'm going to do that at some point. Maybe soon, maybe not. But that's kind of fun. That's kind of exciting. Oh, look at me making lemonade out of lemons. Balls. Thank you for listening to the coolest podcast ever, The Kenny Ho Show. Until next time, Lindsay Fonseca, I hope you're listening. And I hope you're impressed. Toodles. Toodles.